Hi everyone, you're listening to Six Figured Out with Lexus and Nadine. There you go. Good job to both of us. I'm trying not to spike the audio. I already did. <laughs> so like the title has says, let's talk money. Shh, money. <laughs> Spiking the audio. I'm so sorry. I, you know, it's it's just one of those things. We're not going to fix it. We're not an ASMR YouTube channel or podcast. Or professionals. Yeah. Um. So I was thinking about money. I'm always thinking about money. Mm-hmm. So then I messaged Lexus and said, let's talk about money. Because I'm interested to see and hear her perspective on this. Because I actually don't know the answers yeah. to these questions that we're going to be answering today. I mean, a lot of times I feel like I know you well enough that I can see the direction and the stories that you're going to tell because we've been friends for so long. But mm-hmm. I think these, I don't, I know a couple, I feel like I know some of it, but I don't I know the whole story. I think we both understand like our broader exactly. views of money yeah. because we both grew up pretty similarly. Yes. Also, we grew up right across from each other. We also grew up together. (laughs) So I think we're pretty aware of both of each other's, like, financial, social, economic class. There you go. That's what I meant. Wow. Smart words. I I messed it up at first, but thank (laughs) you. So we're going to first talk about um, our first experience with money and, like, when we first really understood what the concept of money. Yeah, the concept of money. Okay. Do you want to go first, or? Yeah, I can go first. Okay. Um, so, I think that my first memory of money, like a really concept of money, was, uh, probably in elementary school. Mm-hmm. I don't remember at what age or like what grade, but I remember around like elementary school, and real realizing that my family or my my parents and I didn't have a lot of money like we uh, that was my fridge um yeah if you heard that that was the fridge we moved to America when I was about to start first grade so I started Mm -hmm. first grade in America and at that time when we came we owed some money to my grandparents for you know the airplane tickets and just like paperwork and stuff like that for bringing us to America so like my parents had debt uh, when we first moved and uh, we didn't have a car back then and um, my mom took the bus everywhere and I also walked everywhere and we took the bus like mm-hmm. we did you know like my I would see like the kids at school and they would have cars and stuff like that and like we didn't have that my parents drove like a 1980s like beat up Honda like the, that's the first family car yeah and they and like the clothes that we wore like I always wore hand-me-downs like I don't I didn't have new clothes to school and I just I saw the kids without really understanding like the American culture and like the American this this American life (laughs) um (laughs) without really understanding it I realized that we didn't have a lot of money Mm. and that was a theme throughout my childhood is for my parents divorce and like my mom and I we didn't have a lot of money we moved into the house across the street from yours mm-hmm. and that really shaped my view 
and that was even though even when like when we had more my mom and I had more money I still felt like we didn't have money and when my decision to go to college and I was really fearful of being able to afford college because again we didn't have money and like I didn't think my mom had money saved for college yeah so uh yeah that's a long way of saying that my memory I remember when I first learned money was a thing I just remember not having money throughout childhood Mm. and that has impacted my view of money today how about you I think well I mean again this is like one of the things I mentioned earlier like broader term like we both grew up fairly poor yeah I think I think I think to preface the 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 poorness is that we we didn't struggle to have food on the table but we we you couldn't like afford quote-unquote like luxuries like toys weren't really no no toys an option unless they were gifted from like friends like my clothes were hand-me-downs growing up toys were hand-me-downs no cable like none of that yeah stuff and like i like i didn't have like any like dvd video games Mm -hmm. and stuff like that like growing up because we just couldn't afford it yeah i think for me it wasn't like my mom could like afford a lot of things like we lived pretty well off for a single mother with two kids yes um two very young kids but i think in the beginning when my mom first got divorced and moved to Southern California, like things were a lot more difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and she definitely had to rely on the support of her uh, sisters who both lived here at the time. Um, so I don't know, like there were a lot of times where me and my brother would follow my mom to work because she would work overtime most yeah. weekends. And she would just take us into the office because we weren't, we had no place else to yes. go. And we were too young for her to leave us behind. Mm-hmm. And she also couldn't afford for child care. Yes. So it's like, it's like those small things that I think when you're younger, you don't really realize the significance of. Yeah. I always just thought like, my mom just wanted us to be with her. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> and like, and like the most, um, ambivalent way possible she wanted us to be with her but like also don't bother her at work yes kind of deal i have yeah i have a similar story of like my when my mom was taking care of me by herself she would have to work overtime Mm -hmm. and i couldn't be home alone so she would drop me off in the morning and then she would go to work and then we'd get off around like three o'clock yeah and then i she would then have to like quickly scramble to like pick me up and then drive me back to her work and I would sit at the restaurant until it's closed. Mm. And I remember when I was younger, I would be very like upset at my mom for always being late. Mm. She mm-hmm. is always late. I would, you know, like in front of the school, there would be like kids who would also wait for their parents. I would almost always be the last kid mm-hmm. just sitting there waiting for my mom. And I used to get really upset at her for always being late because I'm like, why, why am I always the last kid to get, to get picked up? But now looking back, I realize how hard it was for her to do that. Yeah. And then it was, and then, you know, I would like fall asleep at the restaurant. Um, and now like I tell my cousins, I was like, you guys have so good. Yeah. Like you guys don't even know what it's like. Yeah. Um, and, and 
part of it is true like you know they they do have a much more quote-unquote luxurious life where they don't have to worry about things like that and it was more difficult growing up and and things like that and we we used to like drive this car that smelled so bad (laughs) because my mom used to like to like make extra money and stuff like that she would like deliver food Mm. from restaurant to restaurant Mm -hmm. and like fucking fish sauce okay yeah you you spill fish sauce in the car you're always fish sauce once a fish sauce you always a fish sauce so that car was smell so bad, but we drive that beat up car around and it was just terrible. Like it smelled so bad. Like you have to roll the windows down because if you don't, you would suffocate. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think for a lot of people, like I first really learned about the concept of money when one, my mom would either force me to like go up to the cashier and pay. Yeah. Or like order and it was horrible because i was like they i was so shy as a kid like if i had to meet someone new i would be the kid who would hide behind uh-huh. my mom and if they someone would ask me my age i would just hold up fingers <laughs> i'd be like i don't i don't want to talk um so i think like that that experience and also um <laughs> i think a lot of people can relate to this as well like being left by your mom with a shopping cart in line to pay at the cashier at the grocery store. <laughs> and then you're like, like the nerve wracking anxiety that builds up. Cause you're just like, I, I can't, I can't pay for this. I don't have any money. And then, and then you like, I don't. And then it's like your turn and you like slowly put your stuff on, on, onto the cashier. Oh, and I never use... even got that far. Oh, if I was like the next person, be like, you, you go first. You go, you go. go. And I, I would say like the shy, so like, could you go, go, could you go? <laughs> please and i, I still just, like get, look for your the, mom the thing is like i still have the anxiety today even though i'm the one who's paying i still get the anxiety my mom like wanders off and she's like let me just go oh grab the god you know yes. my mom will still do that to me exactly and then i and i'm now i'm like mother you either we get out this line and we go together or you're not getting anything else it's not and um I mean, I think that's part of the reason why I still have anxiety, like, ordering today, like, just for myself. Like, if I order food, I'm like, okay, I'm going to practice my order, <laughs> make sure I know what I want, because I never want to, like, be the person where, like, do you know what you want? And I'm like, um, could you give me a second? And then waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, and I'm like, I don't know what to say, because now it's too awkward, and I feel so much anxiety, and I don't know. Anyways. And you're like, no, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> like, I can't. Maybe maybe next time. <laughs> I've got to go. Someone's calling me. Um, so I think that, and like, as you said, like, there are a lot of luxuries that my mom couldn't afford that a lot of the other kids had. Okay. I'm sorry to interject, but I think you can totally relate to this, okay? Okay. We have this friend. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Who? <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> you guys can't see her, but she literally like stared me straight into my eyes and was like pointing to her head. And like, you can communicate to me. <laughs> Just look into my eyes. <laughs> Telepathy. Okay, so we have this friend who, whose family is more well off. Yeah, and she and, would get an allowance, and she and start, that was so baffling to the both of us. And she we started getting allowance when she was like in middle school like or like i think element like late elementary school but definitely in middle school Mm -hmm. and high school and then she would get an allowance every week and then we were like what's an allowance 
Yeah, I was like, to me, I thought that was such a white American thing to do. But well, then like, I realized other kids got the too. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's just me, okay. Oh, yeah, I, it's just it's just us two poor kids who didn't get an allowance. And it's not like, again, it's not like we were like on the poverty line, but it's like we just couldn't afford some of the things that the other kids had in school. Like again, I also had hand me downs. Yes, but my hand me downs were my brothers, so. You know, sometimes uh, they have, like, uniform yes. sales at the elementary school them- itself. And, like, there'll be tables set out. And I'll be like, Mom, can we, like, buy so me a new I, uniform? Because I want to look like the other girls. I looked frumpy. Okay. I Okay. So, like, I don't... I don't... <laughs> because I remember the two of us would used to wear, like, the ugliest clothes out of our friends. Mm-hmm. Because you wore your brother's there's pants. Like, okay. There's, like, uniform fashion. Yes. And if we, anybody, we did not have any. If anybody went to... Like, we went to a public school, but if you went to any school that had a uniform that was required, you knew there was, like, fashionable uniforms. And then... And then ugly. Yes. So, we... We we were ugly. We were ugly. (laughs) So, you wore your brother's pants and brother's shirt. Yeah. And my mom would buy, like, multiple sizes bigger. So, like, me and my brother... My brother, especially, was, like, the skinniest kid. Yeah. Like, he had... He was so skinny as as a child that my entire family was concerned. Like yeah. he was not eating mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. Like he was, you could see his ribs and his like uh, spine. Yes, because he was that skinny and his metabolism was so high. Yes, like he would eat multiple plates as a kid. Yeah. So, okay, keep in mind he is super skinny, right? And I'm like average. Yes, I didn't clearly. I did not think I was average. That's a different story. But I was like an average child size. Yes. And my mom would purposely buy extra large clothes for us. Yes. Like extra large shirts. Mm-hmm. And they would be like three times the size that I needed. Yeah. And then the pants would be at least one size bigger. Yeah. So I remember that, like, now I'm thinking back to, like, obviously pictures, but also memories mm-hmm. of, like, we would always wear, like, faded shirts <laughs> and faded pants. <laughs> okay. But also, I... I feel like I looked the most like you. I remember certain like images of you when we were in middle school and you looked okay. Like you blended in more than I did. <laughs> because you were wearing boys clothes. Yeah, I was literally, I would, okay, this developed my hatred of polo shirts. <laughs> because I had to wear men's polo shirt. Yeah. Like it, at, at that point, it wasn't even a child's polo shirt. It was a man's. <laughs> So, so I would just be wearing that polo shirt. Also, I had like, I think we all had that really fast growth spurt in middle school. So at that I, point, I we literally were taller than one most year, boys. One year in middle school, I grew six inches. Yeah, that's why I have all the stretch marks in my legs. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> I was pretty tall for my grade, and like I was taller than most of the boys, and even taller than some of the girls. And so I'd wear these huge baggy men's polo shirts navy blue that was the only color i had navy blue i remember (laughs) and then i'd also have navy blue pants but these pants were convertible pants (laughs) i don't and it baffled me i was like i never understood where my mom found these pants because no one else at this school wore these pants and they were like if you guys can't understand what convertible pants are they're like cargo shirt cargo pants and in which it had like a bunch of different pockets on it. <laughs> okay. But also at the like the knee, at the knee, there was a little flap. 
And like it looked from far away, it just looked like I was wearing like really baggy pants with a bunch of pockets. But if you lifted up that little flap, there was a zipper. <laughs> and and you would think, oh, like if it got hot, just like take off the zipper. But no. <laughs> No, 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 because those pants were too big for me. I look like a fucking Dorcas, okay? I look like... This I is obviously bringing back a lot so of trauma. much trauma. I still, to this day, hate polo shirts. I will never wear cargo pants. Yeah, so for me, it's like the beginning of middle school. My mom and I, I just remember, there's a, uh, there's a store next to a supermarket. You know Hawaii Market? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a store. There's a uniform store there. So at the beginning of middle school... You went and got pants that are two size <laughs> bigger <laughs> than my actual size. And then we would get like a, a few shirts. And then those were the same pair of pants that I wore. I had like two or three mm-hmm. that I would wear every day until I graduated <laughs> middle school. The thing is, like, I had so many polo shirts and so many pants. <laughs> like, to the extent where. <laughs> I could go two weeks just wearing these clothes, like different ones every single day. Okay. And we're back. We took a corn break. We had some corn. <laughs> we had some water. Okay. So I wanted to bring up, because um, when you told me about the money episode idea, the first thing I thought of was this one time in middle school. Okay. Okay. So like, I feel like this had a really big impact of my impression on money. Okay, so in school, you borrowed textbooks from the school. Yes. Right? And this was like maybe sixth or seventh grade. And that's how you know something has really impacted me because I actually remember like a range yes. of when this happened. So this was for science class. And just to cut to it, I lost my book. Mm-hmm. I lost this textbook. The, the textbook and I was I was kind of aware I was like this is a big deal I think I remember this story yes I remember this happening but I don't know the behind the scenes mm-hmm. because like when I finally told you you and like the rest of our friends in middle school this was like months after mm-hmm. because I finally told people towards the end of the school year yeah. I lost this book in like the first third of the school year i went like two-thirds of this year not having the textbook at all i was doing horribly in that class i i took it to such limits because i was like so afraid i was hoping i would find this this book one day yeah that like magically it would just appear because i knew if i lost it that meant my mom had to pay for it that meant that i would get in trouble and, and really my mom had to pay for it and that's not what i wanted to tell my mom yeah so I went months without this textbook. I did so bad in that class that I resorted to constantly asking my desk mates, like, hey, can I borrow your textbook tonight? Like, I really, I don't know where I misplaced yeah. it, blah, blah, blah. And I think people started guessing that, like, either one, I'm constantly misplacing this book, <laughs> or two, I never got one. <laughs> I don't think anyone really understood. I have lost it. <laughs> okay. So then what so, happened? <laughs> So this went on to the point that the teacher was concerned. She was like, you're not doing really well in this class. Like, why is that? And I still could not admit that I lost the book. (laughs) So 
And then, okay, end of the year comes around, and that's finally when I tell you and the rest of our group that I lost the book, right? Mm -hmm. And that's when people start looking for it. But you know what? It's been months. <laughs> There's no way anyone can find this. And I still haven't told my mom. Okay? And then, <laughs> you know, I feel like this says so much about me and, like, my fear of confrontation and conflict that it was the end of the school year. I couldn't find the book. You... At that time, you were supposed to turn in all your textbooks. Did not turn it in. I didn't have it. And you know what I did? What? I just went for one summer break. I was like, okay, well, you know, maybe, 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 you know, someone will find it and turn it in because, and think that it's theirs and turn it in. This is my thought process. So do you ever pay for the book? So, okay, we're mid-summer break now. Now it's been... <laughs> Like a whole year. It's been basically a year. Yeah. Since I lost this book. Now it's midsummer and all of a sudden my mom gets something in the mail saying she's been charged sixty dollars for the book. That she needs to pay this fine. Otherwise, like bad things are gonna happen, blah blah blah. And she turns to me, she's like, What did you do? <laughs> and I started crying. <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry, Mama. I didn't want to tell you, but I lost it and I didn't know what to do and I know we don't have money to pay for it and blah blah blah. I was devastated. Uh -huh. I was living in like fear and anxiety for like I don't know, eight months by now. So what was your mom's reaction? My mom was absolutely pissed. Okay, I thought it would be a plot twist where I'd be like, honey, it's okay. No, she was pissed. Oh, okay. She was so mad at me. But I was like I was so devastated and distraught that I was honestly like crying nonstop that she eventually she kind of looked at me and like it's okay <laughs> just like in that disappointed way of it's not okay but please just stop just shut up <laughs> like it's fine yeah and she was like I think at that point she was like okay I'm gonna go to school I'm gonna pay for this book but if you ever lose a book again she was gonna whoop my ass. <laughs> I think she did hit me at that time. Cause she was so pissed and I was like, it was at that point I started like, cause when I lost the book and I realized that it was gonna cost my mom money because I wasn't able to find it, yeah. I started paying attention to money more. Uh. I would like look at how much she paid for groceries. I would look at the receipt. Cause like at that point, I think my mom was aware we weren't really well off you know like she had to budget a lot she had to like cramp corners like mm -hmm. sometimes we couldn't always have like nice food quote-unquote mm -hmm. like expensive meat yeah um and things like that so i would like pay attention to like how much she spent on groceries or like how much money she had like i would look at her wallet and be like okay so there's like <laughs> And I would just yeah. calculate, like, how devastating this would be for my mom. But honestly, she was just so disappointed in me. And I felt so bad about myself that I I basically thought that I broke the family. <laughs> that's like, <laughs> but okay, I thought I bankrupted us. So that's, that's, I, I think that leads into, like, the next segue of, segue. The next topic that I wanted to talk about is, like, what is our relationship with money and what money means to us because i think the lack of transparency and education when we're younger about money has really created a fear because we saw how much our moms 
struggled to raise this by by her, by themselves. Mm-hmm. So we were constantly in this thinking whether or not they had money, whether or not they had enough money. It was never transparently talked about and shared with us. Mm-hmm. And like everything that was, a I think it creates a lot of anxiety about money. Ticket, like I remember because I don't, I don't think you could have afforded it. And like my mom barely managed to like put money together. It was a big deal in our house to go to the Catalina Islands. Did you mm-hmm. go? Oh, I did. I did. Yeah. yeah. Was that a struggle for you? Yeah. I mean, like it was something that we talked about for months. I was like, oh, I don't think I, I told my mom like, oh, I don't think I should go. It, it was like $800. Yeah, I was also like that. I was like, mom, I don't think like I don't really care. Like we don't have to go. Yeah. But then um, my mom was really adamant mm-hmm. on me going because she was like, well, who else is going? That was like, the conversation like, oh. it was like well who was else like, is going like, well like the whole class the whole class the whole grade. and then she was like are your friends going and i was like well yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah but i don't need to go yeah mom. and this and you know and so she was like no you should go you have to go yeah it was she was like it was yeah that's she, a lot of money and that was not, not including spending money for us no and then she, and food and whatever but she was like no, you have to go. Like, I want you to go. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a class thing. It's kind of like a once in a lifetime thing. And it was like our, like a graduation from middle school yeah. kind of celebration. Yeah. So it was kind of like a gift for, you know, yeah. a graduation gift and stuff like that. So it was, it was a big deal. And things like that, there were certain things growing up that I never went to because I just, we couldn't afford it. And I purposely chose not to tell my mom about it. Mm. Or not participate because I knew it was a big ticket thing. Yeah, I think um, that was like one of the biggest things that I was worried we could not afford. Mm-hmm. Like there were other smaller trips that were available, but again, it was like one of those things where one it those other trips that you could have taken earlier were not really so like blatantly talked about. Yeah, you know, like it weren't like whole grade kind of things. Yeah, like, the Catalina trips was like a a tradition. Yeah, in our middle school, but like there were other trips that I was aware. I was like, this is a really big deal for my mm-hmm. mom to mm-hmm. pay for this, and I was like, I'm gonna learn as much as I can. I'm gonna come back home and I tell her every single thing. I mean, I had a blast. So <laughs> she realizes that like I learn. Like yeah. that was. <laughs> I was like, Mama, I learned things. It was it was like a valuable investment. Yeah. I remember um, I took like a ton of pictures and showed my mom and she was yeah. like really happy when you know. Oh, uh so this this like is one of the things like I never been to Disneyland before. And well, the only reason why I joined orchestra in high school yeah, was to go because, on all the trips. Was to go on the trips because you joined because your mom kind of forced you to mm-hmm. to do your freshman year. Because she was determined I yeah. was gonna be like a violinist, like a multi-talented star, star, I was star. I was gonna win competition, but no. <laughs> but like, then, and then I remember you telling me about like all the trips you were taking, and then you were like, "Oh, we get to go to Disneyland," and I was like, "I've never been to Disneyland." So mm-hmm. then I, and you were so adamant, so like, "I'm going. Let's yeah. do this." Yeah. So then I freaking did orchestra for the entire year, mm-hmm. just to take one Disneyland trip. I think because it was like, free. I feel like you did two years. Because one year we could not go to Disneyland. Yeah, no, we did. So I think one year we went to Disneyland. So the next year yeah. we went to SeaWorld or something. No, we never went to SeaWorld. But we went to competitions together, no? Yes. So I think we what we did was we 
you did freshman year, we did sophomore year together, and then we stopped junior year because oh, course yeah. load. Okay. Yeah. And then we did senior year together. Yeah. Yeah. Senior so load was fun. Yeah. <laughs> but I also think at that time when we were in high school, um, sophomore year when you joined, that was like kind of like the last year they really had big trips like that. And competitions, mm-hmm. yeah. They, I think they had competitions in terms of like going to another high school and competing. Mm-hmm. But at that point, there were so many budget cuts. Yeah. Because this was in... Uh, I remember. We were not know. good at violin. That's just... No. To summarize it all. But also, it was like, it was tiring. Mm-hmm. Like, at that point, my mom was like begging me to quit. She was like, I don't want to pick you guys up from orchestra anymore. Because we would practice... So we would have to go. Okay, so what we, time did it start? Like five? Yeah, and then we'd go to, to like seven or eight, and yeah. then we would have to like after school we would walk home, and then we would get our violins, and then walk back to school, and then your mom would pick us up, and then senior year I would drive us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last senior, did we, we didn't join senior year? We did senior year, didn't we? No. I thought we did. No, we didn't. Oh. I did two years of violin. Then did we do junior year? I can't remember. I feel like we did junior year. Did we? Yeah. Okay, well, I don't remember. Honestly, okay, I'm I'm not, I was willing to believe you because I'm not quite sure, but I feel like I was in orchestra for a long time. I don't remember. Okay, well, <laughs> whatevs. This is a mess of a story. Basically, we both took advantage of orchestra so we could... Go, go on, on free trips, trips. Yeah. yeah and it was like i think it still cost money but it was like a really small amount it was that just had to contribute it was like the money that we spent was just i think it was like five dollars for the bus and then just some spending money yeah yeah it was like very it was yeah definitely the deal, the deal was we would actually go to perform at disneyland yeah and then they would give it us was, the rest of the day free yeah yeah it was free for the rest of the time yeah. And then when I went to SeaWorld uh, my first year, I think you had to buy tickets because all we were doing was we were going to a competition in San mm-hmm. Diego and SeaWorld was like right next door. Yes. But SeaWorld tickets were very cheap. Yes. This was before uh, Cancel SeaWorld was a thing. Yeah. And I still cancel it. Yes. Because, mm-mm. No, no, no. Um, well, if you want to like, you know, talk to us, you can message us on Instagram. Which is not linked. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna be like, uh We'll we'll make a six figure out Instagram. Oh, we have the Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. That's six figured out. We will post something on there. We will post and you can comment. You can DM us. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for listening today. And we will see you next time. Oh, and please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Podcasts. Thank Bye. you so much for listening.